0: Hey, thank you for listening to Patel Me About It, where we introduce you to intriguing topics to help you discover how to invest your time and quench your curiosity. Thank you for your support. Hello, welcome to season two. It's been a long time coming. Finally got a few days off, so decided to talk about a book that I love because I love science and I love aging and who doesn't want to get young, right? So this episode is dedicated to birthdays and whether we actually have to age or not. There will be some science mumbo-jumbo today, but stick with it. It will be fun. I'm referring to a book called Lifespan, Why We Age and Why We Don't Have To by David Sinclair. He's a prolific researcher on the topic of aging. So he starts with his fond but also morose memories of his grandmother, who always was a child at heart, taking her last breath, her cell screaming for. Oxygen in her 90s. Sinclair defines aging now not as something inevitable, the way society views it, but as a disease, to the extent that the World Health Organization has classified a new disease code called old age, which means aging can be diagnosed and treated, and funding can be funneled towards its research. So one day, we we truly will grow as humanity, not older but healthier, wiser and chock full of amazing experiences. When we hear that nostalgic song we used to dance to night away, we won't feel sad. We'll just do it again at any age, 63, 85 and 117. So Sinclair starts discussing the biology of aging in this book and ends with the moral discussion because I know we're probably not all behind the fact that everybody might be 140 years old someday very soon. So the scientific information independently aligns with data gleaned from other resources, from research articles to books such as Dr. Fung's books called The Obesity Code and The Cancer Code. So of course, today, as you listen to this podcast, consult your medical provider before making any changes to your health habits and regimens. Please, please, please do your research. So in the book Lifespan, Sinclair describes a survival kit that our bodies use to function effectively, regenerate cells, fight disease, and bolster our immune system. He believes that aging is caused by a loss of information in our epigenome, which is the total components of the DNA strands as well as other important proteins above and around our DNA. He explains that we can control how our body functions to ensure that DNA is translated and expressed accurately and once that's done, to replenish the survival kit contents. This means activating the survival network at just the right level. Keyword, right level. So let's get into some of the details. DNA strands are wrapped tightly around histone proteins. Over time, these braids can loosen and unravel, leading to DNA loss. These incomplete instructions cause confusion and they're translated inaccurately leading to bodily dysfunction, and subsequently aging. The major proteins that keep DNA wrapped nicely around those histones are called sirtuins, s-i-r-t-u-i-n-s, sirtuins, of which there are seven types. These sirtuins have a home DNA strand that they stick to. When our survival network is overactivated these sirtuins leave their home DNA strand and run around trying to repair other loosened or broken DNA. Once repair is done, the sirtuins are tired and they get lost trying to find their home, and some may never do. Now, even then, the home DNA strands lose their sirtuin and get looser. During this time, mTOR, or mammalian target of rapamycin, is activated, signaling the repair process to continue even further, thus further using up all these anti-aging proteins. So understanding this, we can control the pace of aging. First, we can activate our survival network at the right speed, as I mentioned before. This process is called hormesis, H-O-R-M-E-S-I-S. This can be done through calorie restriction, which means limiting carbs and even proteins, Intermittent fasting, whatever works for you. Exercise, not really marathons all the time, but just regular, normal, medium paced exercise. And exposure to cold temperatures, such as cold showers, cold swims, or just going out and hiking in the cold. Go have fun on the mountain, snowboard or ski or something like that. The medication called metformin, a common diabetes medication, and rapamycin, which is also medication called serolamus an immune system medication, can both be consumed to mimic caloric restriction. Metformin also awakens a protein called AMPK, which during times of low energy usage, aka calorie restriction, relaxation, stress relief, this activates the cleanup of excess sugar and fatty acids in our bodies. Rapamycin, the other medication just mentioned, also works to stop mTOR, which it further slows down the excessive repair cascade. And finally, an ingredient called resveratrol, common in nuts and also red wines or other wines, can mimic exercise benefits. On the flip side, we can minimize overactivation of the survival network by reducing exposure to cigarette or other smoke, solar or other radiation, plastic consumption, and even exposure to pesticides. Secondly, we can replenish our survival kit contents. Since those proteins called sirtuins function only if there's enough of another protein called NAD, or nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, we can supplement our bodies with NAD or NAD products. This is the fuel or the assistance to those sirtuins. So there you go. Those are the cliff notes about the biology of aging and what we can do about it for now. Where else can this apply? Well, there's been some new information about cancer as it relates to lifespan. There's been studies that's ruled out a couple of interesting facts, or rather, myths. First, cancer increases with the number of cells in a body. So a bigger animal should have more cancer, right? That's been debunked. That is not true. The number of cells in the body does not correlate with the frequency of mutations related to cancer. So what does correlate with the mutation rate? So in 2022, it was discovered that mammals with shorter lives had higher rates of mutation, while mammals that lived longer, like humans, had slower rates of mutation, regardless of how big or small we were in comparison to other animals. So this is very new information, which might incentivize us to try to live longer. The longer we live, the slower rates of mutation and the less incidence of cancer in humanity, which may lead to less burden economically on the healthcare system and more time just to enjoy life and have fun. So no doubt, I think that this is a very exciting area of research that will impact every person on this planet even the people who don't exist yet. I'll end this podcast, season two, episode one, but tell me about it with a quote by Seth Godin. If you wait until you are ready, it is almost certainly too late. So people age wisely and have a good night.